Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Father Patrick and it's Friday, March 19th. Let's just jump right in, shall we? Our faith speaks to a connectivity in each moment of our life between our birth and death. Every moment has a meaning and a purpose. Now we focus on birth throughout our life. Every year we celebrate the day we are born, and at other significant moments in our life, we embrace imagery of birth and new beginnings in them as well. However, the moment that is just as significant and yet we try to ignore for as long as possible is the moment of our death. Several years ago, I visited a family of a parish I was serving at. The daughter had asked me to come over and pray for her dad, who was 93 years old and was sick. She asked me if I could pray for healing for her dad, and I did. However, knowing what he was battling, I knew that any physical healing he may receive was going to be temporary. This thought probably influenced my prayer a little bit because I prayed towards the end that her father may experience a faithful death and that he may experience God's grace in that moment. The daughter, when we were done praying, asked me why I prayed for her father's death. Even though she knew it was coming, she didn't want to hear those prayers. Yet we all know that death comes. We all know that at some point we will say goodbye to those we love. Our trepidation of this life-changing moment is something we learn throughout life in our Western culture. Death is something we should push off as long as possible. Yet our faith holds this moment to be a sacramental moment. Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Oddly enough, there is something we gain in a faithful death. That moment is a celebration moment, and that's because that moment of death is defined by Christ's resurrection. Its purpose and meaning is to show that life, in the end, actually wins. Jesus said at the end of the Bible in the book of Revelation, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. The dying moment for everyone is really an Easter proclamation of life, and what it declares is in fact that in death we experience God's abiding love. God's love is ever-present and always strengthening. If we are to experience such love, then every moment of our life, even birth and death, become intimate sacramental moments. Paul speaks of this abiding love of God that gives connectivity to every moment and how nothing can separate us from this love. A reading from Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, 
how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, he was raised. Who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is probably no passage that conveys the hope we have in Christ better than this one from Romans. There is nothing that will or can separate us from the love of God. Words that stand out for me are, If God is for us, it is God who justifies, who shall separate us, conquerors, and neither death nor life. This is a passage that lends itself to prayer and gratitude. So taking these words and the ones you selected, let's write our prayer to God and let us pray. Lord, we give thanks for all you have done for us and that our future glory is complete in Christ just as our present justification is. We give thanks also for us being in Christ and you being for us. Let us never forget this truth that you are always on our side. We trust in this promise that nothing at all can ever separate us from your amazing love, your abundant grace, your compassionate mercy. We often think that there are some things that can, that what we've done in this life is too great for you to overcome or we feel that we are too far deep into darkness that you cannot find us. But in the end, these are false claims that deceive us. Help us to accept this truth in our hearts, that there is nothing that will separate us from you. Because of this love, we can be more than conquerors in this life and over life's temptations. May we persevere in triumph, and may every moment in our life be faith-filled and have the strength to be faithful in our dying when the time comes. Amen. Faithful living will lead us to be faithful in dying, all knowing that what awaits us is a crown of life. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that have gone before us, let us pray for the moment when we too take our place in that great cloud of witnesses. My arrow prayer today is help me to accept this truth in my heart that there is nothing that will separate me from you. 
Make sure you make your arrow prayer and inspire others to seek and find the one worthy to call God, because as we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. God bless you and see you tomorrow as we close out another week praying scripture together.